Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello guys and welcome to another episode of POC Podcast. It's a politics podcast from a POC perspective. I'm your host Andrea and I'm joined by my amazing co-host Carla. Hello. And Maite is hanging out with the fam at Disney World. So we, we let her have a week off. It was so funny when she told us, I'm going to go see the rat. And I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. <laughs> he told you texted me. It's te- Mickey. He's technically a mouse though. Right? That's why I was so confused. But, but yeah, we're, we're, we, yeah. Want, we want nitpick. My day's hanging out with the fam, taking Memorial Day off, so we support it. But we are still here to tell you about the shit show that was this week, per usual. So hi guys, <laughs> you're stuck with us. <laughs> Let's kick it off with Monday, which was a huge fucking deal that got buried by all the other madness that happened. The Supreme Court uh, struck down a North Carolina congressional district map. The Supreme Court struck down two congressional districts in North Carolina Monday, holding that the state had engaged in unconstitutional racial gerrymandering. The ruling is a victory for North Carolina voters who had argued that that plans packed African-Americans in districts that were already a high percentage African-American and thus diluting their presence in other districts. Judge Neil Gorchich, who did not participate because he was not on the bench when the the case was heard, recused himself. The court struck down the map 5-3. But here is the kicker, Carla. Do you know who the fifth vote was? Ooh. Clarence Thomas. Who saw that coming? That was incredibly surprising. I did not see that one coming. But I hope that other states follow suit. (coughs) Texas. And use this as a tool to fight gerrymandering in their places, and we can stop this bullshit. Really, we've been, I feel like we say this every week, but Democrats really now with the Supreme Court case in their back pocket have no excuse to fight gerrymandering everywhere. Absolutely. Like, there's no excuse. We got into the crazy news of the day. Trump went to Israel, <laughs> where he proceeded to fuck up everything. <laughs> so, for starters, Homeboy didn't know where he was. He said, we just got back from the Middle East while sitting in a room in Israel. So, I'll, I'll let him be a fool for you guys. Just... Bear with us. <laughs> I, I wish you could see, like, we could have video when we do these, because I'm just like, my you know, mouth is just Secretary open. Secretary of State has yeah. uh, done an incredible job. We just got back from the Middle East. We just got back to Saudi Arabia, and uh, uh, we were treated incredibly well. <laughs> we're going to put the video up of this clip on our show on our show page, because they're literally one of the the aides to Trump literally face palms like, oh my God, what did this idiot just say? We're still in the Middle East, you moron. Things that nobody told Trump. Like, you know, he's like, nobody knew things were hard. Nobody knew presidenting would be hard. Nobody knew healthcare would be hard. Nobody knew Israel was in the Middle East, Carla. <laughs> nobody knew. Nobody knew. No. BB and him are bromancing and everybody's like, this is great, whatever, bullshit. And then they have their bilateral interview with the press. And the press, of course, asks about the leaks. 
basically burned an amazing uh, asset that was deepened into ISIS. Uh, so thanks for that, asshole. That's going to keep us safe. That was Israel's asset. This is, this is what Trump says. Instead of not just shutting up and not denying it, he basically, in his words, he basically admits, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. I was talking about an Israeli asset. Because he's a moron. <laughs> he's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Just so you understand, I never mentioned the word or the name Israel. Never mentioned it during that conversation. They were all saying I did. So you had another story wrong. Never mentioned the word Israel. Nobody said you mentioned Israel because you didn't fucking know it was. <laughs> God, so much stupidity in one person. Oh my God. My favorite thing to come out of the Israel visit is. Melania's wife contract does not support hand-holding, so she slapped her on his head. That is not in the, in, in the bridesmaid contract. No, no. Oh, my God. Ever, and she's really good at, like, don't touch me. Yeah. That's not part of mail order. Uh, that, does not, well, that was not stipulated in that contract. Mm-mm. You know, I will buy her tell-all book when it comes out. That's just going to be good. She's going to cash out. I think she... I literally... I think I've said this before, but I legit think... Homegirl is waiting. I don't. I, I feel no pity for her because she signed up for this bullshit. But I feel like she is waiting out a certain time where there's like a clause. Like if she's married for a certain amount of time, she gets a certain amount of money. You know what I mean? Like something like that. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We also had a bunch of deadlines for people to reply to Congress and say if they were going to comply with paperwork that they required. Uh, Pop Manafort... And Roger Stone turned over documents that the Senate had asked. Uh, or at least they turned in documentation. We'll see if they're still pending anything. But they turned in something. Michael Flynn, <laughs> on the other hand, pled the fifth. And <laughs> I, I don't know, Carla, but I seem to recall Mr. Michael Flynn and Mr. Trump going on and on about how if you pled the fifth, you must have been guilty of something. Just yeah. Over Interesting how that happens. Over and over and over and about locking people up. And I'm wondering who's really going to be the one that ends up in jail. Right. <laughs> hmm, I wonder. Quién sabe. Who knows? Exacto. <laughs> I'm pretty confident it's not going to be Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had some sad, sad news out of uh, Manchester, England, where... An Ariana Grande concert was setting out, and 22 people were dead, at least 50 were injured, and of course, ISIS took responsibility the next day. It's just super sad and super, that we've come to this. Not only is it innocent people, but literally kids coming out of a concert, like a pop concert. We've got to do better as human beings. I, we can disagree and we can hate things about other people, we can vehemently have our opinions, but this is just no need for this. There's no acceptable reason no but and i'm and i'm not excusing i think it's a horrible Mm -hmm. but i think that we have to uh, we have to be honest in like in why these people are reacting that way when when you see yourself and people who look like you being harassed and attacked on a daily basis 
day after day, at some point people will snap. Yeah, I mean, people, we are, we are growing these radicals. We are growing them. Like they're, it is not, it's not about religion. It's about how we treat each other as humans. And again, Carla's going to get on her like white people rant, but if we are constantly treating people like shit and treating them as if they're lower than scum, and then you're surprised when they fight back, when they get fed up and say no more, and I'm going to make you pay for how awful you've made me feel. The, the, what we should be doing now is opening up and anybody who is racist and who says horrible things, stand up to them and tell them that, no, that's not, that's not okay. And yeah. we can talk about what happened in Portland at this point. Yeah, unless you were, can. I mean, two people were standing up for others and they were murdered. But at no point, but if you read the coverage, his white nationalism is not coming out. It's, oh, he was a lone wolf, or maybe he was mentally unstable. No, he was a white man who has never had to feel the consequences of these horrible beliefs. That's, yeah, that's I it. Mean, I, I, I try to look for the, I like, I'm a little bit of like Anne Frank, and I try to look for the best in people, but I can't be naive and say that there isn't a lot of what you're saying. And, like, there was the, the lady who was belittling a Hispanic lady at Walmart the other day. And an African-American girl jumped in to, like, try to help her be like, hey, dude, that's not cool. And she gets called the N-word. And it got so heated and so bad that literally they could hear her in the administrative office at the Walmart, that the managers of the Walmart literally came and kicked the lady out. Or the, the vet in a wheelchair that was, like, going nuts over a guy talking to his mom on a cell phone in Spanish or yeah. that Target post that went viral where somebody was like why do you have ads in Spanish and my regular television and then Target like clapped back because it's a language spoken like amongst many of the other languages so you know people in other countries speak multiple languages maybe you should get on that <laughs> and then yeah. they, cla- they close with like ¿Cómo le podemos ayudar? what can we do for you <laughs> like all <laughs> in all kinds of different ways to say how can we help in like 20 billion languages so I mean there's like a, a, a thread and I feel like you've said this before where we felt like oh civil rights were passed we're good Obama got elected we're good and we've never really had the awkward conversations and I feel like a lot of it is because sometimes even well-meaning people that are, are white or other ethnicities that don't feel that particular slight the way that you would um like it's awkward and they get defensive like oh I don't really mean that or I'm not like them you know and it's it kind of instead of like I'm not blaming you for every white person like you shouldn't blame me for everything every Hispanic person does but don't then pretend that this is not racism it's like if you went to a restaurant and you told me you ate some pizza and then I asked you are you sure you ate pizza because you know it could have been something else yeah I've had plenty of pizza throughout my life it's goddamn pizza (laughs) Don't yeah. tell me it's not pizza. There's bread, there's some sauce, and there's some cheese. It's, it's, it's fucking pizza. <laughs> like, let's start at agreeing with the fact that this was pizza. <laughs> right. Like, you would never have that conversation, you know what I mean? But if you no. say that interaction was racist, a lot of the time you're like, well, they didn't mean that, or it wasn't like that. Or like, are you sure you feel that way? Absolutely. And I think that you're, you're right on the We need to 
to do that. And I think that we're all guilty of doing things that, like, oh, man, I didn't realize that that was a slide to you. That's not what I meant. And we could all improve and be better. Yeah, now, totally. Now I want some pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, let's dive into Tuesday. Oh, my God, we're just a Tuesday. CIA, former CIA chief Mike Bennett and Mike Rogers of the DNI went to the House Intelligence to say some things. And basically, Brennan, like every other retired CIA chief, FBI chief, DNI chief, they're basically like, we are done. We are zero fucks to give. Like, don't twist my words to find an excuse for Trump and his bullshit. So I have two highlights. One where he was basically saying, like, look, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that sometimes people commit treason and they don't realize they're about to do it until they're already doing it or they're already so knee deep into it that it's hard for them to push back. So that's the first audio trip of Brennan. So he's basically kind of like, without saying it, he's basically saying like, look, there could be a lot of people that walked into this without realizing that they were being used for treason and then they fucked up. <laughs> so here he goes. But I have studied uh, Russian uh, intelligence activities over the years and have seen it, um, again, manifest in many different of our counterintelligence cases and, and how they have been able to get people, including inside of CIA, to become treasonous uh, and frequently individuals who go along that treasonous path do not even realize they're along that path until it gets to be a bit too late. And that's why, again, my, my radar goes up early when I see certain things that I know what the Russians are trying to do, and I don't know whether or not uh, the targets of their efforts uh, are as uh, mindful of the, the Russian intentions as they need to be. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at your Carter page. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the first person that comes to mind. Trump needs somebody that has some kind of international experience. Here you go. <laughs> But uh, I mean, there's so many that could fit that bill. Jared, with all the bullshit that we found. No, I think Jared's just, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but we'll talk more about Jared in a minute. I don't think I've actually ever really talked about it in this show. But I fucking hate Trey Gowdy. His accent drives me nuts. Not because it's a Southern accent. I could care less about that. But he just, the way he speaks, it's like so filled with this game. Like, I am smarter than you. Look at me, watch me make my point, and then he proceeds to then make an ass out of himself. He just drips of condescension and has wasted so much of our taxpayer money and fucking 11 investigations of Benghazi over Hillary that brought over nothing. I've got no patience for Mr. Gowdy. And of course, this week, he was a moron, per usual. And Brennan <laughs> was like, yeah, I've told you this three times, but I'm going to tell you it a third time because apparently... It's going on one ear, not the other. But maybe this time you'll really hear it. And then you're going to regret asking this fucking question three times in three different ways with the same fucking answer. So here goes, Brendan. It's a really simple question. Did evidence exist of collusion, coordination, conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russian state actors at the time you learned of 2016 efforts? I encountered and am aware of information and intelligence that um, revealed contacts and interactions between Russian officials and U.S. persons involved in the uh, Trump campaign that um, I was concerned about because of known Russian efforts to suborn such individuals. And it uh, raised questions in my mind, again, whether or not the Russians were able to gain the cooperation of those individuals. I don't know whether or not such collusion, that's your term, such collusion existed, I don't know. 
but I know that there was a sufficient basis of information and intelligence that required further uh, investigation by the Bureau to determine whether or not U.S. persons were actively conspiring, colluding with Russian officials. Hmm. In other words, motherfucker, there was information, there was reason for us to look into this. Shut the fuck up. Take several seats. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> and he also shared that he was so concerned that he even called his Russian counterpart and told them to be like, stop fucking around. You know what you're doing. If you keep pushing this, you're about to really fuck things up with our relationship. But of course, they didn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> no. We ended the night. It seems like every night, like around dinner time, 5 or 6 Eastern, Washington Post or New York Times said to have, have some crazy bombshell. So this, today's, Tuesday's bombshell was Trump asked intelligence chiefs to push back against the FBI collusion probe after Comey revealed its existence. So Trump asked two top intelligence officials to deny the existence of the evidence of collusion between his campaign and Russia. The requests were made in late March of Dan Coats, director of the National Intelligence, and Michael Rogers, uh, the chief of national security. Uh, both men rebuffed the requests, which they saw as inappropriate, of course, because it injected politics into intelligence and law enforcement. We woke up Wednesday, Trump at the Vatican. So Melania rejected his hand again. We'll post a video for you guys. There was the famous Stepford Wives slash Widow picture where they're like Melania and Ivanka are wearing like black veils and shit. Dress for the job you want. Hashtag widows. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of mean, but I was amused. I'm not going to lie. And then Pope Francis proceeded to ask Melania, what do you feed him? Pizza? <gasps> like basically calling Trump. I missed that one. Basically calling Trump a fatty. Oh, he is. I won't body shame, but I was amused that the Pope was like, what do you feed him? Like, with this, like, what's wrong with him look? Um, we're going to put the video on the show notes, so I'll definitely share that. And then I don't feel bad for him because, again, I, I have a hard time feeling bad for you if you signed up for this willingly. But Spicy got screwed. <laughs> Spicy, who's a devout Catholic, was not allowed to meet the Pope per CNN. Hope, <clears throat> Hope Hicks, his communication advisor... Keith Schiller, his personal bodyguard from before he was president, and Dan Scavino, his social media ma uh, manager, were all allowed to meet the Pope. But not Spicy, who was taken off the list at the last minute. That's such a Someone's gonna get fired. That's a dick move. Totally. <laughs> the Pots of America boys shared that they had a similar situation, except that they weren't assholes about it. They had, I forget who it was they mentioned, that was a super religious person in, in the administration in the upper echelon, and they were not on the list officially to be on, and somebody took their names off and said, hey, you take my place because this is really important to you, and they allowed them to be in, you know, as you of do when, when you have a good working relationship. But this White House, they all hate each other, so nobody's going to take themselves as a lift for spicy. No, that really sucks for him because I can imagine that meeting the Pope would be like the most amazing thing ever for him. Yeah. But you know what? You, you're lying down with the devil, so God doesn't want you near. Yeah. About to be smitten. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do we, how long do we think Spicy's going to last? I don't think he's going to last um, that long. Another week or two? Probably. I mean, there's now there's like all this talk about like a major change. I don't know. We, you never know what's going to happen with these crazy people. You never True. Know. And the Pope, I don't remember the exact terminology, but it's like when the Pope writes, like, here's an important uh, tenant for my tenure as Pope, 
They write, it's like a book kind of a thing. They kind of, I don't, yeah, I, it's, I, I don't know. What. I forget what it is. I apologize. But basically, it's like a very sacred, like, here's my priorities. Here's, this is really important to me. And he wrote one about climate change. And that was his gift to Trump. Like, as a welcoming <laughs> gift. Like, here, climate change. It's real. <laughs> Please do something about that. Don't fuck up the Paris Accord. A.K. Like, subtle, subtle hints there from the Pope. So it's all kinds of awesome. I know he went under a lot of fire for even seeing Trump in the first place, but I feel like... Maybe he was trying to exercise him and, like, throw some holly water and see if yeah. that worked. The power of the you compels him, you! I know. We were talking about this with Maite last week, and I was saying, girl, I don't think there's enough holy water to save that man. Mm-mm. Uh, no. <laughs> Probably not. But speaking of people that need some holy water up in them, let's talk about the CBO score for... The ACHA, a.k.a. Repeal and Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> the official CBO score is out. And it tells us that 23 million fewer people would be insured. So that's one more million that, than last time. So that's an improvement. Yay. <laughs> However, average premiums would be lower for the young and the healthy only. Many people would actually pay more, though, for health benefits. Lower average family premiums, however, don't mean that Americans with health care costs would go down because what we are now, what is now an essential benefit under the ACA, would uh, states could actually remove it. And for those of you who don't, don't know what essential care benefits are, it's ambulatory pension services like when you get uh, a procedure done without having to be admitted in the hospital, emergency care services, hospitalization like surgery and overnight stays, Pregnancy, maternity leave, and new, newborn care. Mental health, prescription drugs, rehab services. So if you break your hand or your foot or something, you need some rehab. Lab services like blood work, preventative care, wellness services for chronic diseases and management, and pediatric services. So none of those things are going to be mandatory if your state decides to opt out. And let's see, I wonder what the Republican states are going to do about that. Hmm, do we think that's going to be covered anymore, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can it go with a big fat no? The bill reduces the federal deficit by $119 billion over 10 years, but the previous plan would have saved $150 billion, so they're just all sorts of fucked up. But I had a violent reaction to the CBO score because I'm like, it's pretty much what we guessed. It was still going to be horrible. So all the stuff that we knew, all this coverage is actually not going to bring premiums down. Coverage is going to be shitty as hell. Uh, but I didn't have a literal violent reaction, Carla. <laughs> like, now future Congressman Greg Gioforte of Montana at large district, who literally body slammed Ben Jacobs of The Guardian for asking what he thought about the CBO score, which seems like a reasonable question because he said he wasn't going to comment on the bill unless there, until there was a CBO score. CBO score came out, so Ben asked, like, hey, what do you think about it? And Greta Forde proceeds to break his glasses, break his elbow, beat him up, and body slam him. In the Wait, he broke his elbow? Yeah, he, his, he, he damaged his elbow like he scuffed it up and stuff. And they were x-raying to make sure that it wasn't broken. Wow. It's, it's pretty bad. We found out more details uh, based on Ben Jacobs hopping on MSNBC with Chris Hayes. And the kicker, Fox News reporters supporting his account and saying, no, no, this statement that Gio, For that Gio Forte said that he was the one that was assaulted is bullshit. We were there. We were setting up for an interview with him. We were in the room where it happened. 
And he literally body slammed him to the floor, then jumped on top of him and started punching him like a crazy man. Because there, he was pissed about being asked about the CBO question. And they raised a hundred thousand dollars off of it. The only thing that sucks, though, is that it's a good thing normally that people have mail-in ballots and early voting in Montana. So, like, seventy percent of the vote was already baked in. So this didn't have the effect that it could have had, or it should have had, which is Jeff Orde should have been nowhere near the Congress. But such is life. So we'll put up. However, if he goes to jail for assault. Yeah, now that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm sure it'll be another large election. I mean, in all fairness, though, it's Montana. We had no business competing there. So I didn't have high hopes. I was, I mean, I always have hope, but I wasn't, I didn't have high hopes. But also, let's be real, our candidate wasn't exactly like. No, he was terrible. Top tip showed candidate which especially for a statewide election we should have maybe put a little bit more effort on it but it is what it is and then we had two bombshells from the new york times later that day or as we were hearing about all the stuff that was happening fox chiming in and and ben going on tv we found out the director released the transcript of his conversation with trump where he some of the quotes from the new york times transcript that they shared is I just wanted to Trump said to Duarte to Duterte who in case you don't know is an autocrat who decided to deal with people that sell drugs and drug crimes by literally doing extrajudicial killings of these people like they don't go to trial they don't go to jail they don't have any kind of rights you like just oh you're accused of being a drug lord I'm gonna kill you that's how he rolls and this is what Trump said to him I just wanted to congratulate you because I'm hearing of all the unbelievable uh, about the unbelievable job you're doing on the drug problem. <laughs> okay. Trump wishes he could just kill on command. Oh, he would. Thank God, because the New York Times would be dead. <laughs> right. WAPO would be dead, but thank God. I started to express concern about North Korea and, and Kim Jong-un being a little bit unhinged, as, you know, the rest of the world has concerns. Uh, this is one thing we could agree with the Turkey on. And Trump was like, it's cool. We have two submarines, the best in the world. We have two nuclear submarines. Not that we want to use them or anything, but they're there. And now they know. <laughs> it's so sad. The thing is, this moron generally thinks Duterte is his buddy. That's not your boy. He just wants to get information and he'll talk pretty to you. So you get the information he wants. He's not your friend. This is why he's now leaking your conversation. Because he's not really your friend. Just like Vlad is not your friend. And speaking of Vlad... Trump ranchers officials discussed how to influence Trump aides last summer. New York Times reported American spies collected information last summer revealing that senior Russian intelligence agents and political officials were discussing how to influence Donald J. Trump through his advisors, according to three current and former American officials familiar with the intelligence. The conversations focused on Manafort, campaign manager at the time, Michael Flynn, of course, uh, lock him up. <laughs> And uh, said that they both, both men who had ties with the Russian officials appeared confident that they could be used to help shape Mr. Trump's opinion of Russia. Even boasting how well they knew Flynn, another discussed leveraging the ties of Yanukovych to Manafort. It's good to oh make it. So, not even trying to hide it, guys. Not even trying to hide it. 
brings us to Thursday, the actual day of the Montana at-large election. I, I, I know that people are getting upset because we're not winning these special elections, but we are making strides. Like Both that, we, that have happened recently, Trump won by 20 points. The at-large, Trump won by, literally by 20 points. 20.5 points, to be exact, over Hillary Clinton and, that, and Montana as a whole. Gia Forte won by six points. So we're, yeah. we're making inroads here. I think it shows that the momentum is on our side. We can't win them all. It's it's that's unrealistic. But I think that doesn't mean we shouldn't compete and we shouldn't try. And that, uh, you know, if we make them waste more money to defend these seats, that's great too. You know, even if we do lose it, they're still wasting a lot of money that they could be using elsewhere to compete. We're we're a little bit stronger. And some of these districts, the administrations aren't stupid. They pull people into the cabinet that are, are from safe districts. They don't want right. to do anything that it's going to be at risk. And we would obviously do the same. Becerra stepped down to become AG after Campbell became a senator. And he was pulled because it was a safe California district. So it made sense. I think that we shouldn't be dis- we shouldn't be despaired and we shouldn't give up. And, you know, we should do anything we can to help these guys. But And we should keep Bernie Sanders away from any of any other candidates as well. Yeah, here's hoping he does not go to Georgia because I think Georgia's got some momentum at the moment. So let's keep him away from Georgia. Um, yeah, I... I literally saw tweets saying that people did not vote for the Democrat in Montana because of Bernie Sanders. He is not a good messenger for the Democrats because A, he's not a Democrat, and B, people people in the U.S., which is something that drives me nuts about the very much left-wing progressives, quote-unquote, because if if you didn't vote for Hillary, you're not a progressive, you're an asshole. (laughs) People in the U.S. are more centrists. That's the reality. You have a very small left wing, but most people are in the center. And Bernie Sanders does not appeal to them. It just, he doesn't. You'll enjoy this. Trump went for another failed uh, appeal on his fucking travel ban, Muslim ban bullshit. Basically, only the Supreme Court can save Trump's travel ban, Muslim ban bullshit, because the federal appeals court said Thursday that the president's controversial executive order quote-unquote, drips with religious intolerance, animus, and discrimination. Let's see what happens when he takes it, because I'm sure they're going to take it to the Supreme Court now that they have Gorsuch, and that motherfucker. I swear. (laughs) Let's see what happens. (laughs) Who knows, though? I mean, it's just so badly done. Yeah, that it does not pass constitutional muster at all. No, I mean... it doesn't make Not any that sense. Not anybody mentioned that before this fool became president. At all. Nobody but you know what was the problem? The people saying it were all brown and women. Or Hillary Clinton. <laughs> or Hillary. <laughs> but let's talk about what Trump was doing. Because he was still on his big boy trip. He's in the big boy trip. Yay. My first thought is like, he's like a big boy trip. And I, I actually thought of you and your son. When you talked about him going to Vietnam and him being so excited. I'm sure your little man was more mature to handle on a broad trip than this fool that's <laughs> representing us. It's so sad. Right. Trump was welcomed in Brussels by protesters. We're going to put the video up there. Thousands of protesters. And then here is where I start to get really pissed. Trump is literally standing by the 9-11 slash Article 5 memorial. The only time that the Article 5 has ever been invoked was to defend us after 9-11. And he, like it's a tradition that US presidents say, when one of us is attacked, we're all here to, we got your back, right? 
It's just a thing you say. It's tradition. You say it. It needs to be said. It's like when you're dating someone and you say they leave the house and you say I love you. This is how <laughs> you say I love you in tomato country. Article 5. I got you. And Trump didn't say it. <laughs> and he, he starts bitching about how everyone isn't paying their fair share. It's not a rule. It's not a stipulation of the contract or the agreement. It's a guideline. Meaning this is what you should probably be doing. But everybody has their own discretion to do with their own money, whatever the fuck they want. It's not like a NATO bank, a NATO fund. Hmm. So it's He keeps saying people owe money for all these back years. That's not the case. There's not like a NATO bill. That's like a budget line item. And all the other world leaders are looking at him like, this moron still does not understand how NATO works. Who is going to explain to him? <laughs> and then he's like a prima donna. He, this is another thing that, so, I mean, how much is, is Putin loving this, right? Oh, my God, so much. NATO, he's, NATO is eating shit. Like, he's making it seem like NATO's shit. Uh, and then the newest ally, Montenegro, who is going to probably need protection from Trump, from Putin next. Sorry, I got them interchanged. <laughs> Putin and Trump. He literally shoves the prime minister of Montenegro out the fucking way so he can be in the front of the picture, Carla, like a fucking diva. No, like a fucking two-year-old, and I'm insulting two-year-olds. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this, Carla? Because Friday, May 26th, we find out... God, what a day. We, uh, it was a busy day. We found out through CNN... Start, this is where I get angry. We found out that Comey acted on Russian intelligence he knew was fake. FBI Director James Comey, at the time, knew the critical piece of information relating to the investigation into Hillary Clinton's email was fake and created by the Russian intelligence. He feared that it became public, it would undermine the probe in the Justice Department, according to multiple officials with knowledge to the process. So he's talking about, if you guys aren't familiar with, basically the Russians put a bullshit letter saying that Loretta Lynch had compromised, was compromised and was told, like, don't worry, Hillary's going to be fine, I got her. And it absolutely makes no sense. It's like he's trying to protect the FBI and... Be warned that the leaks are going to fuck him up. No, I mean, if you go out there, get in front of it and say, hey, it's the truth, you can quit your bitching about how you're trying to protect the FBI and actually do right by the country. You know what I mean? Wah, wah, wah. The other Friday bombshell was Russian ambassador told Moscow that Kushner wanted secret communication channels with the Kremlin, according to WAPO. Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, senior advisor, a.k.a. he went to Jared. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He spoke in December with Russia's ambassador, Kizlyak, the one that everybody speaks to but nobody seems to remember, about establishing a secret communications channel between the Trump transition team and Moscow to discuss, this is the excuse, strategy between Syria and other policy issues, according to three people knowledgeable with the discussion. The conversation between Kushner and <coughs> Kizlyak took place during a meeting in Trump Tower that Mr. Trump's presidential transition team did not know uh, or acknowledge about at the time. Also present at the meeting was Michael T. Michael T. Flynn, because of course he's everywhere, um, who would become the NSA chief. This was so crazy that he wanted to get a skiff and use it in the Russian embassy, like use their private secret secret facilities and covert facilities to do this back channel deal. Because it's like, what the hell? This is not how it works. If I am going to use you as a spy, I'm not going to have you all up in my embassy. That's not how this works. And also, I think most people know that that would be treasonous. When you're actually shocking Russian spies, you might be a little bit doing the most. I think Jared is living out some 007 secret sexual spy thing. 
It's just, just bizarre. Like, what? He, think, he really pretty much thinks that he's James Bond or Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Last piece of news we got for you guys is on Saturday, the G7 farewell. Uh, world leaders took a walk together down the streets of Taormina, Sicily. On Saturday, the exhausted amateurish president fool that we have uh, followed them in a golf cart. He couldn't muster the energy to walk 700 yards. That's like not even half a mile. Seriously, guys. Mr. I, Hillary's got no uh, stamina. She can't handle the job. I've got all this coolness. I'm, look at me. I'm having 10 rallies in a day. Woohoo, look at me. I can't walk half a mile. God damn it. And that's our up for the pod, guys. You can check all the show notes and all the videos and links that we mentioned at pocpodcast.com. Uh, episode 12. You can find us on the Twitter machine at POC Podcast. Facebook is facebook.com slash group slash POC Podcast. We're trying to get the group active, so be sure to go in and comment, share anything that you want to talk to us about or that you want us to talk about in the next show. We'd love to interact with you guys some more. Speaking of interaction, you can also email us at info at pocpodcast.com. You can call us at 347-709-3247. We'll play your voicemails or read your comments from the blog or your emails. We'd also love your feedback on the iTunes or uh, Google Play stores, respectively. We, it helps us find more awesome listeners like yourselves. So please go ahead and leave a review. Five stars, much appreciated. Leave any feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. So we'll back next week with more show, and hopefully we'll have the whole team together. This has been the POC Podcast, the politics podcast from a POC perspective. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.